The Money Show with Bruce Whitfield on 702. 702. This is The Money Show. I am Bruce Whitfield and uh, we can have Wendy Nola join us in just a moment. Wendy Nola, of course, is our consumer ninja. Tonight, it's all about homeowners insurance and why it is that you can and must never assume a damn thing when it comes to your homeowners insurance. Um, And Wendy has sort of set up a, a series of case studies for us this evening. And the... The, I, was, I was talking to somebody the other day about this, actually, and I, I'm sure this is a different story. But I was uh, on holiday at the beach and just talking to a couple that I know, and they were describing to me how they had been asleep in bed one night and had an incredibly rude awakening. The earth moved in a way that they were not anticipating. And it's because an enormous boulder had rolled off the mountain behind their house, had smashed through their perimeter fence and had positioned itself in the corner of their house. They had, it had effectively taken out the corner of the house and the rock settled and they woke up, looked at each other in horror and there was this enormous boulder that had dislodged itself from the edge of the mountain And had it moved just three meters to, I think, the right, they would have been flattened in their beds. There would have been a life insurance claim. It wouldn't have been a a household insurance claim. Uh, And then somebody screamed and something happened and we didn't get to the the end of the story. But when you know, I mean, your story is not dissimilar to that, actually. This is a a terrifyingly, um, it's not a common occurrence, but this is the second one I've heard of um, in the last month or so. Yes, hi, Bruce. So what happened in this case is that uh, Graham and Paige Will of Heart Bay, um, it, uh, it was lunchtime on the 8th of October last year. They were leaving home to attend an event in the city um, of Cape Town. And um, what happened was that um, a, a, a massive boulder came smashing through their boundary fence. It hit the neighbor's garage wall and then landed up in their swimming pool, literally lodged in the pool. It was a, a massive thing. I should have sent you a photo. I will just now. Um, and, I mean, you can imagine once you get over the shock of that, and, of course, they, they did have to acknowledge uh, that on, on the plus side, they were extremely lucky that, A, the house, well, first of all, they escaped unscathed because they were standing just a few meters from, from their pool at the time, um, getting ready to get to the car and leave. And, and the house itself... Um, was unscathed as well, um, but they also thought, as as you, I think most people would who have homeowners insurance, and that would be everybody with a home loan. You'd think that, oh, sure, goodness, that just as well we have insurance for these sorts of things. Um, in this case, homeowners insurance, and you'd think that you know this is like a fire or a lightning strike or a tornado or something that, that you know this is the sort of thing that would be covered by homeowners insurance. And in this case, they would be wrong. Um, So on the 9th of December, Graham will emailed me to say, he began by saying, the purpose of this email is to establish either whether you are able to help us achieve compensation or simply if you could uh, get, use our story to help others, you know, inform them to check their insurance policy cover. Um, 
because, yeah, Graham had taken out this insurance via his broker of six years with Bright Insurance. Um, and uh, so they lodged a claim for the boundary fence, electric fencing, the garden that the spolder had ripped through and the fiberglass pool, which had, had finally come to rest and then obviously done terrible things to that fiberglass pool. But he says, we became concerned as there was no communication from Bright and no assessor arrived. Two weeks later, Bright rejected the claim, saying only that the what had happened, the event, was an uninsured per, uh, peril. Uninsured peril. No detail was given, and I've, I've since discovered that the Financial Sector Conduct Authority, the FSCA, their regulations stipulate that um, the peril that they are uh, that is being rejected must be stipulated. You can't just say this peril is not covered. Anyway, the broker challenged the claim rejection, got nowhere with that. Um, and Graham says, Discovery Insure, who was the insurance company for the neighbor, they approved their claim. And he's, in December when he wrote to me, he said, our neighbor's garage wall is uh, being rebuilt as we speak. Um, and he says, but they're also insured with a perils-based policy. Their assessor approved it. Um, which means these outcomes were inconsistent. The building's policy wording is similar on both policies because obviously he compared. Um, furious, they cancelled their policy with Bright at the end of October and took out homeowners all risk cover with another insurer. Right, so I got involved on the 12th of December. I sent Bright an email, a media query via its PR agency to say, the rejection letter only tells them that they are not insured for such an incident. Being a natural event, I think it's fair to say that few people with homeowners insurance would think that a boulder smashing into their property and landing in their pool wouldn't be covered. What exa Why exactly was this claim rejected? Surely it's akin to a lightning strike or exactly. a tornado. So the response, yeah, I mean, I mean, this case really intrigued me, as you can imagine, Bruce. So three days later, on the 15th of December, about the time that people get ready to go and leave corporates, um, I got, we've reviewed the client's policy and the claims documents submitted by the client and their broker. Based on what's on record, the cover the client chose does not include ensuring the risk claim. They just stayed away from mentioning the word boulder <laughs> at all. Um, however, the claims team will re-engage the broker to investigate whether there were any other mitigating circumstances related to this claim that do fall within the scope of the policy. And if so, we will take these into consideration in a final ruling. Um, and five days later, Graham said, oh, um, they were visited by an assessor for the first time. Um, and uh, 10 weeks later, after the, this Boulder event, um, and they've now submitted their quotes and invoices. Um so I asked him if he'd had any specific conversations with the broker around Rockfall. Um, and he says, no, unfortunately, we didn't. I asked to see his policy document. And in there, I couldn't see any mention of this kind of event or Rockfall, whatever you want to call it, either in the exclusions or the inclusions. So I asked Bright why that was and what, given that this is a real peril in, in an area, you're up against a mountain. I mean, these things happen. We know this. And I said, so what policy should he have had? What homeowner's policy should he have had um, to include it? I kept chasing because Christmas, New Year happened. And finally this week, I got a response. Didn't answer any of my questions, but there was good news for the Wills couple, which was treating customers fairly remains deeply ingrained at all levels of business at Bright 
Following internal consultation <laughs> and a review of the claim, okay. our team so, has no, made no, a business no, okay. decision wasting, in fairness stop wasting to time. settle it. They said, Wendy, we're scared of you. Um, and therefore, we get to pay out this claim because until you got involved, we weren't interested. Well, there is a, a level of psychopathy when it comes to some insurance. When, if you are the broker of selling an insurance product, and if you're the risk assessor of an insurance company, surely if somebody lives under a mountain, as if I'm assuming people in Hart Bay, there be rocky crags and things all over the place. At some point, a rock may dislodge itself. And it's surely in your actuarial calculations that somebody who lives on a farm in the middle of the crew is less likely to be hit by a falling rock unless it's a meteorite. Um, and, and therefore, you would... Yeah. Have, have, you would, it's part of the consideration, you would think surely. so. Oh. And I was trying to have that conversation. I was trying to have that conversation to understand with the insurer what was at play here about the risks and, and what he needed to have done to have cover for that cover which his neighbor had, incidentally. This claim was 140,390 Rand, by the way, with an excess of only 1,000 Rand. So the bills are very elated. Um, and the repairs to the swimming pool make up 81,000 of that amount. But yes, you're absolutely right. So I did reach out someone who's always willing to help me with these things, and that's Christelle Coleman, who's CEO and Very founder good, yeah. of AMI Underwriting Managers, which is part of the Lombard Insurance Group. And she said, yeah, I mean, some of the most sought-after amazing homes uh, in the country are situated on the slopes, uh, mountain slopes of Cape Town. Um, higher the better to maximize the view. And obviously, that's risky. Not all insurance policies are created equal, she said, so don't um, assume anything. Um, you really want to um, make sure that you have an all-risk policy, which means you're covered against all risks unless specifically excluded. And she said, ask your broker to shop around and make sure that you have the right cover. Bottom line, don't assume that's something that you have no control over, a natural disaster, a natural event like a boulder crashing through your policy. Don't, uh, your property, property. rather. <laughs> don't assume that you'd be covered. Make sure, make that call to your broker uh, or to your director, juror, whatever the case may be, and 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 uh, make sure that it's in there so that you are covered if that should happen to you. Consumer Ninja, Wendy Nola on another insurance story.